It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, Dynasty Podcast. We are back here at the Virgin Hotel for another week, recording live, broadcasting live. Shout out Virgin Hotel and the Commons Club here for having us. Um, tonight we're going to be talking to the team from Prime Fortune. We're going to be talking to Cole Bennett from Lyrical Lemonade. And starting us off, we have the team from the web series Brown Girls, Fatima, mm-hmm. Oscar, and Sam Bailey. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. We're good. good. Awesome. So you guys have a lot of really exciting work happening right now that we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about what's coming up ahead. We're going to talk about, you know, everything that went into the production of Brown Girls. But let's kind of start with really delving into you guys yourselves. Like, how did you get started in the creative industries? Like, talk about kind of the path that brought you guys here. Yeah, um, so I'm a, a poet, um, and that's like a, a lot of the way that I first got started doing creative work in Chicago, and and in general, um, I have been writing poetry f- for many years, and I started when I was in college, um, and then when I moved, or went post-college, my best friend Jamila is from Chicago and was saying like that I should come here because it's a really good artistic scene, and so... Um, I came kind of on a whim and I started working in some in different theaters um, mm-hmm. to kind of like see what a career in the arts would be. Um, but then kind of found out that I, I more wanted to work on my own art versus arts admin. And so kind of switched to being a teaching artist for poetry. And um, I met Sam through uh, mutual friends and through like live lit storytelling was kind mm-hmm. of the way that we connected. Um, was just around both being writers and kind of hearing each other's stories and watching each other perform in, in different venues. Right on. Uh, I also, I'm from Chicago, uh, mm-hmm. born and raised. Um, I went to Columbia and like studied theater and acting. So my like four way into art um, was theater and acting. Um, and probably about three years ago, I was getting a little like burnout from that and decided to start focusing on writing a little bit and started uh, doing a lot of the live lit shows. And then from that, I started writing this web series called You're So Talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of really changed my trajectory in life. Um, because once we filmed You're So Talented and it g- came out, we had like a really good response to it. And then I just started going into that mm-hmm. kind of full force and... Now I, you know, I put filmmaker on my text. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, it's uh-huh. pretty good. So yeah. obviously, like you know, talking about web series and, and kind of web platforms, like obviously you guys are now focusing on kind of the web platform thing with Brown Girls and, and also previously with You're So Talented. Like, what is it about making a web series that appealed to you? Was it solely that like, hey, I think it's going to be too much work to bring this to TV, or was it like? the story we want to tell is going to work best on the web. I mean, I think the idea of taking, uh, especially like in You're So Talented, taking anything to TV, like that wasn't even like an option Mm -hmm. to me. Um, Those doors didn't seem like anything that was going to be like opened. Um, For me, it was like the immediate like satisfactory satisfaction to like shoot something, write something, shoot something, put it out there. Right. Um, So I think that's kind of what draws me to to web-based content is because I can... I can see it happening. I know when like the end date is. I know when we're going to premiere, and it for the most part all, like like lands on your shoulders to just see it all the way through. Um, so that's like really enticing. To it's me. nice to have yeah. that control. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. yeah, and I think if you come from, especially from like a theater 
a theater background where you're not like the director or the producer on mm-hmm. it. Um, you're so at the whim of everyone else's schedule. Yeah. Um, so I think being able to do that by myself or, you know, with my production team and stuff like that, it just like fed the the control monster in me. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's, it's also like you're also at the whim of people's, other people's like finance decisions. Like you're at yeah. the whim of people being able to determine if they think your project is worthy of mm-hmm. stage time or of finance. And I think... Um, I think that's really difficult when you're telling stories that are marginalized or or maybe mm-hmm. haven't been heard before. And so I think trying to crack into... And then, like, you know, um, if you're, like, a first-time writer of a web series, right, and you're trying to pitch things, like, that, that is going to be a really long route that I think, as Sam was saying, gets just held up in a lot of tediousness. Um, so there is something just really satisfying about just not even, you know, just being like, we are going to make something that... Um, and we're not worried about like if it gets picked up by by right. you know like a TV um, mm-hmm. uh, house or anything. We're just trying to make something that like our people can watch and that people can like see themselves in. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure it moves much faster when you're just making all the decisions yourself versus like you said, like being held up at like you know like in the music industry, you hear the story a million times where it's like you know artists would sign with a label, mm-hmm. they'd spend nine months making a record. Somebody at the label signed them, left, and then like the record goes on the shelf for six years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're just like, "Well, I can't do anything now." Right. Yeah. And it's like with the route you guys are going, like, what was the timetable on this? Like, from kind of like the origin point of Brown Girls to now, where it's we're on the verge of it premiering early next year. Like, what was that timetable? So I started writing Brown Girls at the end of last October, mm-hmm. beginning of November. And so fifteen, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so. I had a, I was working on, and also I had never written a web series before, right? I had seen Sam's You're So Talented and had just been super inspired by the fact, because, you know, I think like film feels like a very daunting field to to try to go into and to see someone that I knew and who I loved like doing this and and being like, oh, I can, maybe I can do this too. Like maybe I could just try to write a web series. So I wrote it and then we had a reading of it, um, like an informal reading just for me to hear it out loud for the first time in February, Mm -hmm. um, which I invited Sam to. And afterwards, um, Sam wanted to direct it and I was so excited about that because I was like, yes, like this is, this is more than I thought could happen. I was happen hella thirsty it. about it. <laughs> I, at the end, I was like, I, I don't care if anyone else talks to you. <laughs> you know? I want to direct this, and I'd be really happy if you let me do this. <laughs> and I think for me, that you know, I hadn't even thought of that really as a possibility. And to, so for Sam to want to do that was super exciting. And then from there... Um, from Yeah, I mean, I would say from the reading... On to me come. I feel like that was a week between yeah. like me to like officially coming on to direct and produce it, and then uh, it, as a rule, I try to start pre-production nine weeks out. So mm-hmm. we were shooting the beginning of August. Uh, pre-production started in June, um, wow. and then we uh, or like end of May. Um, uh, yeah, and then we shot it two weeks over two weeks in the first in the beginning of August, and now we're in post-production. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is really like start to finish, kind of like a year. year like plus, it premieres yeah. what, mm-hmm. like February? February so. Yeah, yeah. So give or take about a year and a half, mm-hmm. TV does not move that fast. No, like no. you couldn't have had that. Like from the time this entered my head to when people are seeing it, it's a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't yeah. happen ever. And even like a year and a half feels long, but then you're right. like, you know, <laughs> right. how, how much does like post production take and and, and, and all right. of that? Um, so yeah, it moves really quickly. I think about other shows that have been like in the works. 
I remember reading something about Atlanta and they were like they were talking Donna was talking about doing that series like three or four years ago yeah wow um, yeah, you know? yeah. And that's insane Insecure was like three or four years right. too, you know right. so it's nice to be able to be like okay we have complete control over this right um, and let's like let's get it out right so obviously like doing this on the web some of the advantages like we're talking about like our the sped up timetable making all the shots like being in charge of this like what are some of the disadvantages or some of the obstacles that come with like you guys kind of being the end-all, be-all and being in charge of this thing. I mean, the biggest disadvantage is just funding. I yeah, say. I agree. Um, and really, to me, that's the only disadvantage yeah. um, because I really like being in control of that. I really like talking to Fatih and, talk, right. and like figuring out what we're going to do. I don't really need a lot of voices outside of that. Um, I agree. You know, yeah. So that's really the only big um Big thing is that we're we're bringing on really amazing people and like paying them like very very little because of what the budget we right. have. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had like crazy funding that'd be dope. But other than that, like I'm really happy with the process that we have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, anytime I like move forward in that, I want to I want to remember like this process so that I have that in my mind. Like whether whether we go to TV or anything like that, you know? Right. Yeah, I think I agree with the funding. I think that. Um, Something I've often wished is like if I could just like have a sponsor that would just give me money and oh to make God. all the things from I your want. mouth. I'm right? looking for that sugar daddy. We've been doing this podcast for. I'm like, where is the sugar daddy that's just gonna give me all that money? Um, yeah, because yeah, it's really it's you know you don't need you don't need a lot of the other things. The kind of thing that TV offers you is the funding. Yeah, I mean, I get it though. The mm. funding is like that's the toughest part. But you guys did a GoFundMe. This summer, I think you were asking for what about seven thousand, and you yeah. came in at like seventy three hundred, which yeah. is awesome. Like, awesome. bring us Super into the awesome. process of like, you know, making that happen, and you know, reaching exceeding your goal. Yeah, I hate um, uh, crowdsourcing, um, like really bad. But Brown Girls was awesome because I think so many cool people were in part of a part mm-hmm. of it. So we were able to like all like go into our networks. Um, our networks, mm-hmm. and, and right. people were excited to see it. Um, so we also got a grant from the Chicago Filmmakers Digital Media Fund. That's awesome. Um, so they gave us twelve thousand, and I remember like when they called me, like they gave us twelve thousand. I was like, "Fuck, like that's not enough to do this." Yeah. And I remember having like I was sitting actually with Vince um, from Vam. Shout from out. Bam, shout yeah. out Bam. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do." And Vince was like, "Are you only gonna shoot three episodes?" And I was like, "No, we're gonna shoot it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. just figure it out." And like a, I think a month before, maybe less than a month before we started shooting, I was like, "I'm just gonna do the GoFundMe." Yeah, I think it yeah. was. I think it was less than a month, and we. Yeah. We were running the GoFundMe as we were shooting. Yeah. So, so you were like building the runway as the plane is yeah. like barreling yeah. down. And yeah. I think it was a couple days in when we like when we made the goal and we were like, yes, yeah, okay, reset, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But okay. I love that. Like you guys were like, there's no other option. Like this is happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you got the GoFundMe going. Like, what about the network? Like, who was involved with this? Because I know it's a lot of like Chicago folks. I know it's a lot of like. You know, people that probably people know from the community, like Jamila Woods, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about the network that was involved with putting this together. Yeah, so the network, I think, came from being Chicago artists, right? right. I think, like, me and Sam are very much involved in diff- a lot of different communities of art in Chicago. And um, when I, you know, when I was talking about first moving here, Jamila is my best friend. And so mm-hmm. I, that she was the reason I came to Chicago. And, um, from the get, Jamila was reading everything I wrote. Um, you know, like 
I would write one more page on Brown Girls and she would read it and she knew mm-hmm. what was going on. Um, and when I talked to, I worked at Young Chicago Authors and when I talked to Kevin, oh, yeah. yeah, and I talked to Kevin about what I was doing and he was like, have the reading at YCA, like we'll, we'll put you in touch with people, we'll help you out. And we had the reading at YCA and then Sam, um, you know, which, who we had met through, as I said, through live lit storytelling um, and all of Sam's networks, um, kind of bringing in a lot more of the film expertise, um, which was not in my network. Um, um, and then we had like, uh, we didn't, we hadn't filmed anything on the Go for the GoFundMe either. Mm-hmm. So we used, um, we reached out to Olivia Willoughby, uh, which is an artist we found on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And she did this really cool series of like, of artwork for each episode. And we oh, used nice. that to kind of like right. push it too. Right. That was like the only content that we yeah. had to show people. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but I promise you, like it's gonna, we're gonna shoot something too. Um, well, and you yeah. had like, you're so talented behind you. So it's not like yeah. you're like, Hey guys, give us a hundred thousand dollars, and yeah, yeah, we'll do something like wink at the camera. Yeah, and yeah. I think I mean we also uh, worked with Open TV, and I think Open TV yeah. is mm-hmm. an incredible platform and is incredibly helpful um, at like linking people together and, mm-hmm. and kind of supporting indie projects, especially indie projects that focus on people of color or on queer people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there there was a lot of different crossroads of mm-hmm. like networks that we suddenly found ourselves at the intersection at, and were able to kind of. Reach cool. out to people on a, I felt like a very like authentic level, and be right. like, "This is what we're doing," um, and people were just down for for it, you know, from the get. Well, yeah. something that's sorry. No, I was gonna say it was the only successful um, crowdfunding thing I've ever done, so I think it did like resonate yeah. with people in a really cool way. Well, and you didn't have an outrageous goal, right? You weren't yeah. like, "You guys, we need to raise five hundred thousand dollars." It was right. like seven thousand dollars. Yeah, right. that is like doable, mm-hmm. right? You know. Yeah. Um, something else that stands out though is like everybody you're naming it's all Chicago mm-hmm. whether it's Kevin Koval whether it's Jamila Woods whether it's Open TV it's like mm-hmm. that's Chicago through mm-hmm. and through and something that we really focus on on this podcast is like being based here you know like mm-hmm. versus if you guys had taken it to New York taken mm-hmm. it to LA somewhere like there, even Atlanta like mm-hmm. what was the impetus for making this happen here working with a Chicago based network shooting in Pilsen like talk about that um, I mean I'm from here, and so most of the work that that I, all of the work that I do, uh, has that like is based here in Chicago mm-hmm. in that way. Um, I think it's really rare that I see work that's like modern work and authentic work about Chicago. Yeah, like, Chicago, mm-hmm. like, most of you see sh- like a Chicago series is like oh the Bean, uh, the Sears Tower, Navy, Wrigleyville, yeah. And I'm like oh, but that's like not my life. Like when I grew up in Logan Square, I didn't go off the Blue Line. until I was like 18. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. There were like four stops that I was at. Right, and so. Pilsen was because you guys live there. Yeah, both and me I, and Jamila mm-hmm. live in Pilsen. Oh, okay, I live in Pilsen, mm-hmm. across from awesome. Talia Hall. I'm saying into oh, a okay. live microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And our cinematographer had a dope house that mm-hmm. she lived mm-hmm. in Pilsen. So we were just u- really like utilizing all of our resources, our resources yeah. and networks. Like it's easy to shoot, and also your you know your your production designer's home. Easy done. Like yeah. that, that's yeah. how we like used all that right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's such an artistic neighborhood right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just right now, but like. It's, you know, when I hear stories about, like, what Wicker Park was like in the 90s, it's what I imagine Pilsen is like Mm -hmm. right now, Mm -hmm. you know, at this point in time. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, when I watch the trailer, 
and I was seeing like you know familiar destinations. I was like, okay, I'm not surprised this is being shot in Pilsen. Mm-hmm. I'd be sh- surprised if this was shot in Wrigleyville. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, there's no reason to. <laughs> right. There's no reason to Wrigleyville. <laughs> there's yeah. no reason. I there's think no also, reason. like, something I've been thinking about is I, I just started watching Shameless um, this year because mm-hmm. so many people have talked mm-hmm. about it. And I love Shameless, the story. Uh, and the thing that bothers me so much is is that it's supposed to be set in back of the yards and it's all white people. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just can't. Uh, and I'm like, this is not reflective of the back of the yards neighborhood, right? right. It's not reflective of of this, like, okay, you're getting these establishing shots that, that are cool, but but it's not actually about the community. And I think what we were focused on was not only the setting of, of like, where it was, but having the community of brown girls feel like communities in Chicago. Like mm-hmm. the people you see in mm-hmm. Chicago yeah. mm-hmm. every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Right on. So the series is set to premiere in February 2017, which is not... Far off, not no. to panic you guys. Um, <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many episodes are we looking at? Seven episodes. Seven episodes, that's um, like significant. Yeah, about eight to ten minutes, eight to twelve maybe. Okay. Um, minutes each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all dope music involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're like in a pretty good spot right now, um, sinking sound as we speak. Wow. <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I think we're, like, this, uh, a lot of the people that are on the post-production team for this, all, I also worked with on You're So Talented, mm-hmm. so we have a really good, like, short way, shorthand of talking to each other and, and getting, like, our workflow uh, tight. So, yeah, I mean, everyone's ready and are right. on it, yeah. Right. So that's amazing. I mean, what I'm hearing is, like, this has moved so quickly, I mean, comparably to, like, you know, if this was done on another medium, and it's, like, it just sounds like you guys are so in control of this and you're just moving full speed ahead on that. Like, is that exciting? It's just like, even talking to you guys, I'm like, that's amazing, man. Like, this is just moving this quickly and it's like, nobody can stop it. It's yeah. coming. Yeah, I, I feel like, um, you know, it is. And I think that that comes a lot in like our belief of each other and mm-hmm. our like love of each other and our belief in our communities and kind of um, back to like one a question that you know we were talking about earlier about like the need for TV or the need for film like I don't think we're trying to like appease anyone or I don't right. think we're trying we didn't write this um really with any like when when people first asked us like well what is success look like to you mm-hmm. we were like it looks like creating a show that people like to watch right like we yeah. it looks like like carrying out our collective visions making sure that the journey of getting there is important and that people felt everyone who was involved felt good and taken care of right. along the path. Um, yeah. And I think that that was our priority. Yeah. And it still is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really freeing not to have to worry about, um, yeah, appeasing anyone, all these, uh, yeah, we, and, uh, and on top of that, like we already have really high standards for each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't need anyone else putting <laughs> right, more right. Like, crazy stuff on top of that. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is dropping in a few short months. Um, what happens when it hits? Not to like project too far in the future, but like, do you have kind of a like plan of like, okay, once this hits, like we're doing this party, or do you have ideas for a second season, or kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, what's ahead of you? Um, we do have like uh, the dates aren't like solidified yet, but I know we're doing like a screening with, at the Chicago Cultural Center. Oh, nice. Um, mm-hmm. with, with Open TV, it's kind of part of their like yeah. pilots that are coming out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have a, a, a party, like a rap party or premiere party, um, in February as well. Um, other than that, we're kind of like figuring out um the next steps. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. figuring out yeah. what it looks like. I know. Um, you know, I know that for me, like having written this. 
Um, I love those characters so much, and I don't. I think that there's so many uh, other stories that they have to tell, and so many right. other things. So um, when people ask about like a second season, I'm like, yeah, like I think I would love to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Or I would love to find ways in which um, there's so much more to these characters. And I think um, something that I, I was thinking about was when we were filming Brown Girls, people mm-hmm. in, in the community had heard about it. And I was like at a, at a bar or at a party or something. And someone, an actor came up to me and was like, I really, um, I, I, my name, you know, this is my name. And I want to, if you write something again, please make a part for me. Like, please put me in this, right? right. And just was like, um, and, and they were like, I know that you already have someone, like you already have someone like Rashad, who's like light skinned and is, is there. And mm-hmm. I don't, so maybe you, all those roles are filled. And my answer was like, no, like those roles are never all filled, right? Yeah. And I think that um, there's so many other characters, there's so many other things that we that we want to tell. And I hope that we get the opportunity to, but also like we're super content with putting it out and just seeing how it's received and seeing yeah. people in real time talk about what it means to watch how, how what it's like to watch the show and things like that and see themselves yeah. reflected in mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and I know that's obviously like a really driving component of this is mm-hmm. making it sh- again a show that looks like the community and the people that you see and that you know in Chicago yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyone watching listening to this like if they're thinking like man I've kind of wanted to tell my story in a visual medium or like I kind of want to get started with like web based series or any of that kind of stuff like what advice would you give anybody who's you know, not trying to make the next Brown Girls, but, like, wants to be able to tell their own story and make their own voice heard. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that... I know the whole, like, just do it, it seems, like, cheesy, but especially in, like, indie uh, web content and stuff like that, you do really just have to to make it. In Chicago, we have so many dope, like, film schools that there are people who have access to equipment that are, like, wanting to just get a dope script and and work on it. And I love that. Like, I think some people have ideas, and then it's hard to get, get it off the ground, but... With You're So Talented, how I got like connected to a, to a production crew is that I had already written the script. With Fatih, mm-hmm. she had already written the script. So it was like already like, oh, this is what we're going right. to make. It's very tangible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think of, I always say, like, think of post-production. Like, don't think of just the production part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think uh, there are so many like dope projects that just get stuck in like purgatory. Yeah. Um, because they don't have a, a plan to actually get it through. Right. They just want to go do the fun part. Yeah, do the yeah. fun part, but right. like you actually have to edit this thing. You actually yeah. have to uh, think. I mean, I don't know. You don't and have to think about branding. <laughs> we do, yes. but like, right. you know, but do it however you want to do, but just get it out there because I think we need more voices. Right. And I like think that. also something I would say is like invest in your communities. Like yes. I think brown, brown Girls could not have happened if I was not invested in the different communities that I am a part of in Chicago. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that that's true of almost any art piece I've ever made. Is like mm-hmm. that these things could not have happened if I wasn't, if we weren't all kind of in community and supportive of each other. And I think it's easy to to kind of shut down that or to be like, I'm an I'm an artist and this is my idea or these right. are my things. And me, to, me, me. Yeah. And yeah. to and to not think about like, well, what does it mean to like really invest in your community? What does it mean to really believe in your community? And if you do that, then how's the art going to change, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't have to tell you guys this, but it's like we're in this incredible moment in Chicago where, like, I feel like people are as collaborative and supportive as they've ever been in the mm-hmm. art scene here, you know, whether that's film, music, fashion, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Like The intersection of that. Yeah, the yeah, intersection yeah. of all those things yeah. now where it's not separate things in different mm-hmm. rooms. It's like people want to support each other and everybody knows each other now, and everybody is, like, reaching out, and they're like, you know, like, when you're talking about, like, people like Jamila Woods and Kevin Coble being involved, I'm like, of course, that makes mm-hmm. total sense. 
Like, of course, Kevin Koval's like Mm -hmm. in this story, you Mm -hmm. know, like, Mm -hmm. and I love that about Chicago right now that, you know, there are communities and there are like people helping each other and looking to Mm -hmm. build together. Yeah, definitely. I think Chicago kind of has this other than like, uh, not like the coast. They kind of have this like blue collar way of approaching art in a really cool way, which is like, just put your head down and do the work. And (laughs) and if you have like, if you have something that I can use, then like, let's find a way to trade that off. Right. Um, Like there's like, you're talking about like doing a a music video with Jamila and it's like, great, but can I use your music for Brown Girl? Right, (laughs) right, right, right. Like, and it's like- That that creative trade. Yeah, Yeah. creative trade in a really uh, awesome way that I don't know could happen anywhere else on this yeah. level. Yeah, and, and I think that what Sam says about it, it being like a blue-collar way of thinking about art is so smart and is so accurate because it is like everyone, all the artists I know here are grinding like no other. Mm-hmm. Like they yes. are doing 3,000 projects. They're working all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and people are not... Like, yeah, they'll talk to you about what they're doing, but they would rather, like, work on what they're doing. They'd rather versus, show like, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Table, or get you like, involved with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just think that um, that's a thing that I find truly inspiring about Chicago is, like, you're kind of constantly on your grind. You're constantly pushing yourself to, like, be better, to do the, to do something better. Um, and, and I love that about the city. Yeah. I love it. Um, this sounds really exciting. What I would love to do is continue this conversation once the series hits, once I've gotten a chance to watch it, and, like, talk more about mm-hmm. it because we're really talking about like, kind of the nuts and bolts of making it but I haven't gotten to see the series mm-hmm. so we haven't even gotten to really scratch like you know the tone the characters and all that so mm-hmm. if we can link back up in like 2017 I think that'd be awesome yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I love it sure. um, Fajma Oscar I hope I'm getting that yeah, yeah okay yeah. <laughs> uh, and Sam Bailey the series is called Brown Girls. Uh, what's the website where people can find out everything about it right now? Uh, www. Brown Girls web se- Brown Girls series web series Brown Girls web series Brown Girls <laughs> dot web com. Series. <laughs> com. Uh, Brown Girls web series dot com. Yeah, mm-hmm. right on. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing this in February 2017. Yeah. I love that you guys are putting on for Chicago. I love that this moved as quickly as it did, and that you guys are bringing this to life. And a lot of people are really gonna get a chance to really see some stories that I don't think get told enough you know, with this when it happens. So mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for coming up. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. For Thanks for having, having us. us. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.